As we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. We are very much thankful to be here. Amen. Just something that I just need to say before we, we preach. You don't have to sit down. It's quicker. Amen. We know that there is no, normally we've got a joint convention. But we know that now Mamelod is busy with their building project. So we said to them that just to alleviate the pressure. Because some will be in Swaziland around Easter. So Tina will be next door. Uh, us, we are going to be next door. Uh, that is Protea. Oh, we Protea. Uh, 25th until 27th. May 25, because we Two services every day. Amen. 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 Oh, are we together? Amen. So we've got some good ministers that are coming this way. I'm really having great expectations. Or should we tell you or not tell you yet? Amen. Let's keep you in suspense. Amen. Amen. So, just, just wait, we'll release the details. You love them so much. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, don't be surprised if you don't say Brother Bazi. It's just on an extended leaf. Uh, not from church but from his work so he's somewhere in Jobek where he's with a program I think we should see him after April Amen Amen. we're together with him I think it was last when was it from last week yeah last week started Amen so as well is on a, a treatment. Amen. It's just an intensive one for, uh, let me not say the condition, but it has to do with the chest. Uh, but she's fine. It's just that she just needs to be away for that treatment. Amen. Are we together? Amen. Now we can go to the reading of the way. Amen. Luke 15. Amen. My pastor bless in Jesus said I must greet all of you. Amen. As we turn to Luke 15, from verse 11. From 11, it reads in this manner, I found it's a very 
popular scripture or or parable, a parable. Uh, that is from verse 11. And he said, A certain man had two sons. Why is it he? Umundo Tile, why in a matter of a Amen. A certain man had two sons. Amen. I'm going to jump from there so that I must not keep you. Then let's jump to verse 25. Now his elder son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house he had music and dancing. Kepa indota na yake enkulu, ya isensi mini, yati isiza, isondele, enlini, yezwa, ukushabelela nukusina. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. Yabiza omunyo wabafana, yaboza uguti, kwenze njani loko. And he said unto them, thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fetid calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. What goyo, kufige umfoen, weeslo, washaba itole elikulupanisi weyo, kokoba, oboye wamtola epilid. And he said unto him, or any, and he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. Kepa, yatu tela, kaivumanga ugungena. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid, thou art mighty make merry with my friends. God, why pendula yatukuise? Pega, iminyara engaga, girukonzile. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath endeavored thy living with halos, thou hast killed for him the fetid calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this is thy brother was dead, and is alive, and was lost, and is found. As we pray, most gracious Heavenly Father, this morning we approach your throne of mercy after having read the scripture and expecting you to speak to us and we expect that when we leave this place, we should be healed, our heart's desires should be granted, dear God, because we serve a living God. Amen. And this morning, every individual that is in the building, visit them and speak them to them in a very special way 
so that when we leave this place, our gathering should have not been in vain, dear God. Amen. You made a promise that where two or three are gathered in your name, you made a personal commitment that you shall be in their midst. I believe that you are here, dear God. And as we commit the service to you, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. While we take our seats. Amen. Uh, wonderful to see all of you. Amen. Uh, I want to speak here for a couple of minutes on this subject legalism. The elder brother's syndrome. Amen. Is it a, I don't know Zulu. You don't have Zulu for syndrome. Amen. Amen. Or it's a syndrome normally. You can say it's a condition. Amen. So legalism, subtitle, as you put it, the elder brother's syndrome. Amen. Are we together? Now, we, 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 in, in this chapter, it opens with Jesus eating with sinners. Pharisees and scribes murmuring amongst themselves asking themselves why does this man receive the sinners and eat with them? Then he breaks into one, uh, the first parable about a man that had a hundred sheep and lost one left a ninety nine and went to look for that once. And when it was found, there was a rejoicing that went on. Then he moved on to a woman that lost a coin. That she searched the whole house looking for it. Once it was found, then there was rejoicing going on. Then he moves on to the two sons now, a man that had two sons. Uh, a lot of times we concentrate so much on the prodigal son. Uh, and I think this parable is quite it's it's a, it's quite it has it has a lot in it. Uh, you've got a, the father's uh, grace or the father's love. You've got the elder brother. You've got the prodigal son. Amen. And I can put it this way. A certain man had two sons. It's only when you begin to read it and you realize that actually both of them 
were lost. One his him being lost. It was visible. Uh, but the other one who was lost. It was invisible. One left the house and left to the far country. But another one never left the house. The far country was in him. Hallelujah. So we, it's, it's quite, a, and that is where you'll begin to see that it would seem like a grace is not fair. And I want to emphasize grace is not fair. Justice is fair, but grace is not fair. And you'll see as we go with it, because what was meant to be evil, it looks like it's good. And what was good, then it is evil. Are we together? The prodigal son looked evil. But his coming back made him look good. The elder brother never left. But the coming back of the prodigal son made the elder brother look evil. Amen. We will get into that. Now, I was reading this in the Brother Brennan preached on this message. It's a beautiful message, but full of technical errors. There's a lot of portions of the message uh, missing. Hallelujah. But go and read that spoken with the prodigal son. Disregards when it breaks. Disregard it when it breaks. Just follow a thought of the prophet. It will bring out something so much from you. Now, from where we read here, uh, about this man that had two sons, the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided them uh, unto them his living. Uh, this is where you will get something here. Uh, the prodig- I think it was rude of the prodigal son to approach the father. It, it, it was not supposed to be that way biblically. There, there is a law that God laid in terms of the division of the inheritance. But this young man couldn't wait until the time was right. He lived for the moment. And today we've got people that are living for a moment. So he went to the father and demanded part of his inheritance. Let's take it this way. When the prodigal son requested the part of the inheritance, the Bible says the father divided unto them, not unto him, unto them. 
Even the elder brother benefited there. He didn't ask for it, but he was given by default. Now, we, we see another picture here. Now, many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Yes, you can continue with it. Hallelujah. Now, check something here. Uh, the elder brother, uh, as much as when we come to the end of this parable, you find him being angry. When the younger brother wanted to make the decision that he was making, and after the inheritance was divided, uh, we, don't, we hear nothing about the elder brother. He never engaged the prodigal son. He, he doesn't come anywhere into the picture. It seems like the dialogue is between the father and the prodigal son. The elder brother never persuaded the, 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 the prodigal son never to go. But this young man was determined that I've got to go. Brother Brenham said he was raised in a Christian family. He was raised with Christian principles. But the time came where he decided that now it was time for him to go. Uh, the brother Brenham in that message he says, I could see that godly father. I could see that godly mother coming together to pray. Ask him to say just one more prayer before you go. But the young man was anxious to go. He wanted the inheritance. Let me tell you something. There is a difference between having the inheritance and having the father. The young man wanted to get away from the source. He was determined to get away from the source. And when he left with this portion before we get to the elder brother, and I, I want to say this to the parents, you can do your best for your children. But you can never protect them from life itself. You, you can be a helicopter parent, but the time will come where they've got to face life. There's a time where they've got to make their own decisions. You, you might have done the best that you could do as a parent. Brother to church, make sure that they are dedicated, raise them in a godly way, but the time will come where they've got to make their decisions. And you cannot protect them from life itself. Are we together? 
I've got a younger daughter. I love my daughter so much. I don't want her to be hurt. But all of a sudden, next time you find her having touched something that she didn't touch. And she cries. And after she cries, then she learns that when I touch this, it's dangerous. As much as I want to protect her, but there are certain things that she must experience herself. Are we to, as much as I love her, and I don't want you to, uh, her to be hurt, but the realization is on me. I can do my best as a parent, but I cannot protect her from life itself. This young boy, when he was in his father's house, he, he, he didn't know what it felt like to have money and money runs out and the friends leave you. No one could have told her that. No one would have told her about the life that she would experience in the far country. It was for him to experience. There are certain things that you will experience. No matter how great you are, how holy you are, you will experience them. Stay with me here. Now, the boy came, and I want to read Brother Brenham's quotation here. Brother Brenham says in the message by faith, you are today what you are. Because, because you are what you are. You, 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 you are today what you are. Because several years ago, you chose to be what you are now. Are you in the building? Don't, don't blame parents. Don't blame the system. You are today what you are. Because several years ago, you chose to be what you are now. And what you choose now, will determine what you will be five years from today. Are we together? The way your life is, it is a direct product of the decisions that you made five years ago. I've realized that, and parents stay with me here, your children will make decisions. But those decisions, it will be painful to you when they make those decisions. But I can tell you, five years down the line, the decisions of their life will bring a reality of their life. And it includes me as a pastor here. Sometimes people make decisions. Everyone is at liberty to make decisions. But five years later, your decisions will bring a reality of your life. What you choose now, 
now will determine what you'll be five years from today. Five years from today, you may be a missionary. Five years from today, you may be a renowned Christian. Five years from today, you may be in hell because because you made the wrong decision. Five years from today, you may be cleaning spitons in a bar room. Five years from today, you may be a prostitute on the streets. Oh, you may be a man or a woman that's a credit to a society because of your choice for Christ. Five years from today, you may be in glory, born in the rapture, because you made your choice today. You've got to make a decision. And five years from today, your decision will bring you to your destination. People think today they can do decisions willy-nilly without the consequences being there. What would have happened if you told the prodigal son that young man, you are living the comfort of your house. But I see you five years from now eating with pigs. He would have told you not in a million years because it was not in his thinking. And this morning I want to say every decision that you make make sure that it is subject to the word of God because one day it will be a reality. And I want young people to stay with me here. When this prodigal son came he came to the point where he decided that now is time for me to experience life for myself. Especially when young people have been brought up in a holy environment. They feel like they are being restricted. They feel like their preferences are restricted. They want to go out and make decisions for themselves. They want to go out and experience life for themselves. But young men, I want to say to you, every decision has got consequences. And I want to say to our young people, don't let down the past. Times are tougher. The devil is a cruel man. Things are tougher. And today, I want to say to you, make sure that everything that you do, it is under the banner of the way. The father couldn't hold the young man. He gave him his potion. He prayed the last prayer and released him to go. 
Young men left for the far country. Going to the far country was much easier. Hallelujah. He had friends. There were people waiting for him there. And when he left and arrived in the far country, as long as he had money, he had friends. Everybody, he became the, 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 the normally young people say the life of the party. Hallelujah. Wherever he goes, there was vibrancy. But he did not know that he, as long as things are right, these people are in my life. But as long as things go wrong, none of them will be around. Maybe it is a reality of life. There are people that are in your life because things are right. As, as soon as things go wrong, they are out of your life. And this young man, because of the company that he enjoyed, he felt welcome in the far country. He, he was known in the far country. He forgot the principles under which he was raised. He was carried on away by the moment. Hallelujah. And while he was there, the time came because you must remember without the father, you've got you don't have the source. The inheritance ran out. I want to tell you something. You may have a blessing, but when God lives your life, that blessing will Amen. run out. Make sure that his present tense at all times. Yes. Hallelujah. Now the inheritance ran out. And, and now he went to the lowest levels. Just giving you a background here. He went to the lowest level. And when he got there, he looked for a job. There was a famine in the land. It now every man survived for themselves. Now we see this young man finding a job to take care of pigs. To feed the pigs. And we find him there as a Jewish boy he had nothing to do with the pigs. But we find him now not only staying with them but eating with them. Sin will keep you longer than you thought. Sin will cost you more than you bargain for. It is attractive but once it gets hold of you, Hallelujah. it is difficult to let go. Now we see this boy now eating with pigs. A Jewish boy. And now participating there with, with eating with 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 pigs. But as he was there, my, 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 my subject is on the elder brother. I will get to When he was there, eating with the pigs, now there was a realization. The Bible says he came 
to himself. To come to yourself is not easy. It needs a reality check. The young boy now came to himself. And when he came to himself, he realized, I've got a father who is a loving father. Now he said, now I will, I will rise up here and go back to my father's house. Hallelujah. And he went to the master and told the master that I'm going back. The master said to him, there is no way that the father would accept such a boy back. But there was a pool in the heart of the young father. I don't know how many have experienced that here. Where you wanted to go to the father. But there was an obstacle after obstacle. There were things that wanted to prevent you. But the pool was strong. Things had to give way. Friends had to give way. Relatives have to give way. Some of us, even a church, had to give way. Because it was time to go back to the Father. Because you had now come to yourself. The young man left there. Now look, the, change, the picture had changed. I'm going somewhere. As he was coming back, the way to repentance has never been easy. You, you, you've got to let go of your pride. You've got to let go of your stature. Because why? There is something pulling in your heart. The father is pulling you. Now the boy when he was coming back, I can imagine as he was coming back how remarks were made those that knew him before when he was with the father it must have been terrible remarks as he was coming back and as he was coming back the father remember the father was always waiting for the son focus on the father here although the son was out of fellowship he was never out of relationship Sometimes you can be out of a fellowship without being out of a relationship. And I, I want to say this morning, our relationship with God is eternal. It is there during easy times. It is there during difficult times. I might lose the fellowship, but I will never lose the relationship. And the relationship will bring me back into the fellowship. Amen. Now the boy was coming back. And in his mind, he began to think like a servant. And thought that I would go back. And when I get there, I will serve my father like the rest of the servants. Hallelujah. And as he was coming, the father saw him coming afar. I want to say God is more than willing to meet us 
if we limp towards him. The young man was coming limping after sin had cost him so much. But the father went out to meet him and threw himself onto him and kissed him and embraced him and called him a son. Although he had gone to the far country but he lost his sonship. Are you here this morning? He was still a son. Now we are getting into the message where I'm going. Now after he had welcomed him he threw a party. Hallelujah, slaughtered the fattest calf. There was, there was rejoicing going on. There was, there was a jubilee. Stay with me here. The elder brother was out there on the field. This brother never committed any sin. This brother was never on drugs. This brother never ran away with women. This brother had no sin that we can attribute to him. He served the father. And when the young man came back. The elder brother was on the field. This is where I'm going to make you uncomfortable. He is a man. He never went to the far county. He had always been in the house. This is the most dangerous thing. Sometimes you may never go to the far county. But you find that the far country is in you. Are you here with me? Sometimes you never leave church. But you have fallen right in church. Now this man, the elder brother, when he came back, he had the music. And pulled one of the servants and say, what is happening? The man said, thy brother has come. He has come back. Your father has killed the fetus calf. There is a celebration going on. Now we see a man that never left. But he was now angry. Are you with me? Let's read it here. Verse 28. Or verse 27. He said unto him, Thy brother is come. And thy father has killed the fetid calf because he has received him safe and sound. The expectation that you've got here, you would expect that immediately himself you'll be excited and say, Is my brother back? 
Hallelujah. But there was no excitement. The man became angry. And would not go in. And therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lord, these many years you have served thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. This brother, he had a twisted view of his relationship with the father. Amen. He had a twisted view. Or a distorted view. He thought he's accepted based on what he does. Rather than based on who he is. The prodigal son was accepted back based on who he is. The elder brother thought I'm accepted based on what I do. There are people that think God accepts them because of their good works. God does not want your good works. Are we we together here? This brother, he had a legalistic approach. If I do this and I do this and I do that, then I will be accepted. But this one has never done this and that. But there is a celebration going on. And I can tell you, even in the message we've got the people with an elder brother attitude. Because an elder brother attitude makes you to have your own rule. Rules. And even hold other people to your rules. Look what grace had done to the prodigal son. But this man was too legalistic to know that it was the grace. I want to, to drive it into this church. God does not accept you because you wear long dress. That is an expectation. God does not accept you. Because you are married to one woman. God accepts you because it is His sovereign grace. It's not what you do. It's not what you bring. The greatest danger but the greatest challenge it is to pastor the prodigal son and the elder brother at the same time. Because the prodigal son he comes there with His dressing is not right. He had been to the far country, he's messed up. 
He's standing in the presence of the Father. The elder brother is there. He had never gone anywhere. He looks at the prodigal son. I I'm not like him. I've been around. I've served so many years. Brothers and sisters, it is by grace. It has nothing to do with our efforts. Now, the prodigal son, the party was going on, the father came out to meet the elder brother. And they had a discussion because as the Bible says, he entreated him, he begged him to come into the house. And when you look at the story, we, it never recorded whether he went to the, into the house or not into the house. And I'm glad that it left it in that way. It was an anti-climax. Because everyone of us must reflect on that. We are represented here. Let's say you've got a father. And your father is sick. I don't know. Somewhere. Place. Where's the rural area that you know? Far away. As we long up hard there. Emakaya. Kezeten. They say your father is not bad for Matatiel. They say your father is sick in Matatiel. And you are here in town, you've got everything going on. And now you decided that look, let me let me let me maybe put a leaf. And then let me go to where my father is. You stop your business, you stop everything that you were doing. To take care of your ailing brother father. When you get there, you take him into the most expensive hospital. You take care of him, pay for his bills. You make sure that his debts that were outstanding are settled. And after you have done that, he dies. And you bury your father alone there. And after burial, a week after, your brothers come. And they said, you know, the cattle of my father are my cattle. The house, actually, my father would have given it. This is my house. The cars are mine. They start dividing amongst them. Don't be holy on me. You look at them and say, where were you when my father was sick? When I was going up and down, where were you? When we buried him, where were you? That's you. But if your father was around, he would say, look, I was sick, they didn't come, but they are still my children. The love of the father is 
deeper than the love of the brother. Are we together? Sometimes God becomes gracious to people that we thought they would never be gracious to. Let's come to this one. Now the elder brother was outside and was angry and said, no, 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 this is unfair. And, and listen to his manner of speaking. He doesn't refer to the brother as a brother. He said, thy son has come. He has devoured thy living with harlots. My question would be, did the younger brother tell him that this is what he has done? They never spoke. But how did he assume that he had spent it on harlots? It's because even though he never went there, if he had an opportunity, that's exactly what you would have done. Sometimes we judge people based on what we would do if we had an opportunity. Are you here with me? And said unto him, Son, thou art with me. All that I have is thine. Hallelujah. But the, the brother did not budge. Hallelujah. The prodigal son, he was back in the house. But the elder brother, he was here angry. Brother Branham says in the message adoption, he speaks to a brother and say, I have not seen brother so and so for a while. Where's that brother? He say, Brother Branham, you, you must not even ask me about him. He's a rascal. Hallelujah. Being a don't even ask me about him. Brother Branham says, as long as there is still breath in his body, I will go after my brother. He is the brother in the church. He is a, a wonderful brother. But he does not have a burden for the brother that has gone away or that has drifted away. And I want to say, to you. The elder brother had been in the house for far too long. He didn't know the experiences of the far country. And some of us are like that. We have long been in the church. We don't know how it is to be lost and without hope. And after so many years in church, we think it's about our ability. If it is not by the grace of God, you will be in the street today. But grace did not allow that. 
The elder brother had a judgmental spirit. Legalism makes you to be judgmental. But once you have experienced grace, you want everybody to experience grace. Today there is a judgmental spirit among us as church members. We, we don't understand the burden we don't understand to be lost without cause. We are blocking in the message we've got every spoken with. You know every quotation. You mentioned that conference hours there. You mentioned that one hours there. And we have been long that we do not understand when the prodigal son comes home. The most dangerous Thing. When somebody comes back from God, the greatest stumbling block is church people. People that never left church. I don't know what grace is about. They were never on drugs. They never been around. But they had temper. They were angry in the presence of the Lord. The same spirit that was on the elder brother the same spirit are you here this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. I hope you are with me. I'll read Brother Bram's quotation in a few minutes. The perfection. Brother Brenham says, when we speak about legalism, is the act of putting law above gospel by establishing requirements for salvation beyond repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And the prophet says here, and I want to say, coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. If coming to church makes you a Christian, maybe climbing a tree makes you a squirrel. Amen. Squirrel. Amen. In the message, Perfection, paragraph 30. It says, If there is anything that I can do to make myself perfect in the presence of God, that Christ did not have to die for me, if there is one thing that you can do that would merit anything in the presence of God, then Christ died in vain. No law-keeping, no legalistic ideas of yours, none of your own holiness, no things that you could quit doing, quit lying, quit stealing, quit smoking, tobacco, Still, you are lost. Nothing can do it. Joining churches, rituals, ceremonies, baptisms, orders of the church, saying of prayers, 
All those things would count nothing. You are lost. Not one thing can do it in yourself. For you are a sinner under condemnation. There is not no way within yourself and anything that could do it or think of yourself that could merit one thing in the presence of God. Because we are all sinners to begin with. But that was not the attitude of the elder brother. The father had left the guest in the house. She come and entreat the elder brother. And say, you've got all of me. Hallelujah. You, you have got all of me. Now the elder brother, he was there very angry. You remember, uh, Jesus speaks about a Pharisee and a tax collector. And then when the tax collector got there, in the temple and prayed, he said, Father, forgive me for I'm a sinner. But a Pharisee, he said, I'm not like this man who's doing unjust things. And Jesus says, God answer to the prayer of that sin. My brothers and sisters, we may belong in the message. But let's not forget that we were once sinners that was saved by grace. And the same grace that was extended to us some have got to experience it. Are we together? Now it says here, Brother Branham in the message, a blushing prophet. To see, he had called the altar call he says to see these young women coming weeping life before them they are at the crossroads they are a victim of circumstances do you realize, old men, when we were boys, our boys has got ten times the temptation that we had. Sister, do you realize that your daughter has ten times the temptation you had when you were a girl? Let me stop here for a while. When the prodigal son had left, and had come back. Today things have changed. Things are tougher. And I want you young women to hear me and hear me very well. Doesn't mean that anybody that has got a spoken word is illegitimate to marry you. There's got to be a weight standard that they've got to pass. And you parents, if you are slumbering on this journey, you've got to know the devil is not slumbering. Things, things are tough. Things that are happening are hair raising. And as pastor 
I'm a very humble man. Doesn't worship here. He called from another province. And say, me, what you mean? I'm a very humble brother. And everybody believes that I'm very humble. But what the people think I am is not who I am. It's terrible, Pastor. And he told me, he says, uh, uh, just to put it out, just to paint a picture. He says, I ran around with women. He says hundreds of them. And as we speak, I'm very sick. And nobody knows that I'm sick. There is a young lady that is in the message. She, I want to marry her. And she wants to marry me. Hallelujah. She loves me. But every time I look at her, I know the kind of man that I am. It breaks my heart. I don't want to carry on with this. I don't know what must I do. Hallelujah. And I looked and I said, Brother, where were you? Where are you? When was the last time you came to church? And he said, I've been away from church for over three months. And I said, in my mind, I said, does the sister still want to get married to you even when you have gone to ch- away from church for three months? Say, Pastor, she loves me. It just broke my heart as we went and spoke. And say if this wedding can go on, that life of that daughter is finished. I persuaded him to tell him who he was. Until he told me who he was. It, I've got moral obligation. And then I picked up the phone and called the parents. And I said, I want to speak to your daughter. As it is now. That marriage must be on hold. Whatever is happening must be on hold. I want you young girls to listen to me. Things are not as they appear to be. Not everyone that carries the Bible is a brother or is a sister. They can raise you very well. But in one instant, your 
life can be turned upside down. My plea to you, never do things without God. It must not be how you feel. I always tell young people, if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't look right, then definitely it's not right. If your conscience is there, it will tell you. Are we together? Parents, these are tough times. Parents, these are tough times. When you pray, you've got to mean what you pray. Because the devil is here, he wants to cause so much trouble. And, and the reason we've got a church here, this church is not here so that we can shine and the pastor comes with a microphone on Sunday, it looks good, it looks like a production. No, this church is there so that our children can be protected so that we can preach the way that can preserve them and, and let us not be like the world let us be not be like other churches the standard of holiness must never drop if something is not right is not right. Are we together? Yeah. I just wanted to put it across. Amen. And I will continue. If you do things, if you take your pastor by surprise, the devil will take you by surprise. Did you hear me? The pastor is there for a reason to be consulted before you do things so that you can look. One time a certain man wanted to get married. I said no. He was very angry with me. And I said, but if, I, if I'm your pastor, you believe I'm your pastor. If I said no, you must thank God and say, no one Mufundi said no. There is something that he says. But not these days. Young ones, they just bend the door on your face as a pastor. And even say the pastor is jealous of me. I've got my wife so many years in marriage. How can I jealous you without even starting? If I say no, it's because there is something as a pastor I see. And you must say, the man of God sees something. I can pastor you and jealous you at the same time. They don't go together. Yes, young girls, if the pastor says, with his broad shoulders, is a wrong guy. Listen to the pastor. Don't go to your parents and say the pastor is jealous of me. Things are tough. Is it so, brother? Man is a doctor. He understands what I mean. It's nothing that breaks my heart after you have officiated a wedding and after a few months a call comes back, comes through. Pastor, I didn't know. 
But now we've got a serious problem. There is a disease in the house. And you remember, this is somebody's daughter. I would never stop. This may sound controversial, but I'll say it. I would never stop parents if their daughter, before she gets married, they demand that they must go for tests. I will not stand in the way. Hallelujah. But in the same breath, we will not discriminate. Because certain things happened before people came to faith. And but if you do things honestly, God will deliver you from that problem. I'm referring to those that sneak in. I'm referring to those that sneak in. And I'm bush, young people, uh, other people's children. Amen. You, in all fairness, you cannot say today you are in the church, next week you are out of church, that other week you are in the church. Uh, later you come and say, I want to marry somebody's daughter. It doesn't work like that. Who are you fooling? Hallelujah. That's why his message, uh, church, we've got to raise the standard. Because the devil has got more temptations today than any other age. Say, sister, do you realize your daughter has ten times the temptation you had when you were a girl? What will her daughter have? Look at the things, the pictures, the devil is painting. Oh, how we need to pray. Brother, do you realize we don't pray half as much as our fathers did? This is for me. Pastor, do you know we don't put as much time on our knees as the pastors before us did? Women, do you realize you don't instruct your daughter and pray with her at night like your mother did? Then what about it? Who's guilty? We are guilty. There is no way around it. We are guilty. The prophet says, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of not doing the job of God like I should. I'm confessing it that I'm wrong. I'm asking God to be merciful. I look out here and see the opportunities I've missed because of petty things. Little old insufficient things that didn't mean nothing. I'm ashamed of myself as a minister, a gospel minister before you. Brother Brenham is simply saying things that we should have done, we have not done. I, was, I just wanted to caution, caution the parents and the 
young ones now coming back to the elder brother we don't know whether he came into the house but he was invited that their brother is back I don't know how many of you I've, I've seen it even in the message the other day a parents brings the child to church and you could see the young boy had been through tough times you can see on his face that things had been tough now as the, the, the parent was happy that at least my child came to church now I find an old man having, holding this young boy and looking at him and saying hey my son where were you I know you have lost so much weight things have been terrible it broke my heart is that what you say to somebody that is coming in what you've got to do we are happy to see you God bless you richly that is the attitude that we should have we together the church has not made it easy for people to come back. The looks that people get, the remarks that people get, you can see it's an elder brother syndrome. I see it, my brethren. Because as a pastor, you see it. Somebody will bring them today. We baptize them. They don't know anything. They still have to grow. Somebody has been long in the message. They look down on that one. Let me tell you, see, you were there before God took you where you are. And it must be your desire that, oh God, my brother, I can see has been through a lot. But use me to lift him up so he can come where I am. My sister has been through so much. Help me to bring him here to the level where I am. But the problem today, such people, they think somebody's misconduct glorifies them. The elder brother, he thought when the prodigal son left, he became a good brother. He became a good son because somebody went away, a mature Christian, will never rejoice over somebody's misfortune. A genuine Christian when he sees another Christian going off the range it makes them to bow down and say God go there way and convict them and bring them back. He was rejoicing and make sure that I went to close the space so that when he's gone there, the father must see that I'm the one lawyer. But he did not know though although the political son had gone away, he was still a son in the house. Hallelujah! In God, the, level, the ground is level. 
No one on the higher ground, another one on the lower ground. But the father came and said, I know you have been here. I know you have served me. But it's not about saving, it's about who you are. You have all of me. Come into the house. But the elder brother was refusing. He was angry out of the house. But if it was me, I will say, come and go with me to my father's house. There will be no crying in my father's house. There will not be dying in my father's house. Come to my father's house. There is grace in my father's house. A prodigal son will find a place in the father's house. And I want to say this morning, it does not matter how far you have gone away. You are still his child. He is still willing to accept you to come back. But there must be a realization. Yes, I've got a father. And I'm going back to my father. And when you are there, as with an elder brother attitude, it's quite shocking that the elder brother needed to repent more than the prodigal son. Even though he never left for the far country. It does happen, folks. Church can make you legalistic. And when you become legalistic, you become a judge in the church. You don't help, you don't serve. You don't pray. legalism doesn't make you to pray for others. It makes you to disqualify them daily. That brother, that sister. Are you with me? It's a wrong spirit. Amen. Amen. But I hold by God's grace. Will overcome that spirit. What you have experienced. You want others to experience. If you have experienced grace, you want the grace to be extended to others. If you have experienced forgiveness, you want others to be forgiven. If you were loved, you want others to be loved. A lot of times you judge people based on what you have experienced. May God richly bless bless you as we stand up.
amazing grace. Oh, sweet the sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I hope you escape an empty
Let's close our eyes. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, this morning, once more, dear Heavenly Father, we'd like to thank you. Yes. Uh, we'd like to thank you, Father, for the message that you brought forth this morning. Mm-hmm. It's a message that is relevant to us, Father. Yes. Because we are your children, Father. Yes. I like it, Father, when you say the prodigal son did not lose the relationship with you. Mm-hmm. He only lost the fellowship, Father. Yes. It's like the word tells us that, Father, in the beginning, Father, before mm-hmm. everything was created, Father, you were Elohim. Exactly. And then you were the Lord, Father. And in you, Father, you had attributes, Father. Mm-hmm. And those attributes were us, Father. And when you say, let's create man in our own image, Father, you are talking to us, Father. Yes. And then uh, this image, Father, is the image of the Theophany, Father, that you will, as your children, in this last day, Father, through the revelation of the seven seals, mm. Father, we made a connection with you. Yes. And this morning, Father, we know, Father, that as long, Father, as we have our way with us, Father, mm. as long as we don't lose that relationship with you, Father, mm. it doesn't matter, Father, how far we go, how lost we get, Father, mm. you will always find us, Father. Fact. Your work teaches us, Father, that it is not because of our own works, Father, our own doing, mm. that, Father, you, we, you manage to save us, Father, or we manage to be the way we are this morning, Father. It was because of grace, Father. The grace that, Father, you so it feels that you die on the cross. Thank you. That, Father, while we were unworthy, we are the men of sin, Father. We were the one who deserved to die. Father, you saw that your son, the one who was pure, the word tells us that, Father, he was without sin. But, Father, the word tells us that the sacrifice that was needed, Father, it was not that of goats, cows, but it was a perfect sacrifice, Father. Mm-hmm. Because it needed to restore us back to you, Father. Mm-hmm. It needed to restore the prodigal son back to his father. Even this morning, Father, even here there are people, Father, your children in this church, Father. There may not those who there may be those who do not know your grace, yes. who do not know your love, Father, who may have thought that they have gone so far away from your love, Father. Mm-hmm. But we believe, Father, you are the Lord God who is not uh, who's un- who's not able who is able to even find even the one who's lost, even who has gone as far as he can go, Father. Yes. You are the one, Lord Father, who's able to save any any person, Father. As long, Father, as in the beginning he was with you, Father. Because, Father, everything is through predestination, Father. We do not save ourselves, Father. It is you, Father, who saves us, Father. Because from the beginning, before everything was there, we belong to you, Father. Even this morning, Father, as your children go, Father, you've just taught us, Father, we as fathers, as mothers, Father, there is an obligation for us, Father, yes. to look after our children. Exactly. Because the devil is out there, Father. He mm. has raised a standard, Father, mm. to attract the youth unto him, Father. Mm. But we believe that your word, Father, is also able to raise a standard, Father, yes. to keep that which is yours, Father. Mm. Even this morning as we go out, Father, will you please cleanse our homes, Father, so that it might create a conducive spirit, Father, to raise our children in you and the manner that you want, Father. In the love, Father, in the love and fear of you, Father, so that they can worship you, Father, so that when they grow older, Father, they will know that you are the God and the Savior and you are the God of your life, Father. There is no other God except you, Father. Yes. I pray, believe in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you richly. Just give us a day. Wednesday we had a good night. Amen. It was wonderful. Uh, we were singing African songs. Amen. I think we'll, we'll leave them for Wednesday, that one. Amen. Just give us the songs. How many are happy? Amen. Just to say to your neighbor, I'm the product of grace. 
Grace produced the product. Amen. Or maybe celebrate just come that one. Just to give them a taste of what happens. <laughs> Our running will run on Wednesday. Sunday people normally don't like running. Yeah, I'm 
we've got no place where we can rejoice except in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hey, yeah, this one, if we do a tent meeting in Overlane, you'll, you'll bring the house down. <laughs> Amen. This is any Swazi song. This is quite a versatile church. Amen. Sit down, man. 
Yeah. 